Welcome to podcast number 55 on March 16th of 2022. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. I am the author for four investment books. Today, we will first answer five questions I have received in the last week, and then I will read from chapter three of my latest book, American High Dividend Handbook. Question number one. Should I purchase financially strong, high dividend paying stocks at their currently highest price ever? If you go back and look at 20 or more years of your stock's historical share prices and dividend payouts, do you see their share prices going up or going down? I suspect that you will see they have increased steadily. Each year's increase was an increase to a new record level. Do you see their dividend payments being paid regularly and increasing? For the dividend payments to increase means the profits of the company are increasing. Financially strong stocks do not suddenly fall over a cliff and never again rise to new highs. There are executives working for these companies who are focused on reaching ever higher sales and profit objectives, just like I once was. The share prices are largely irrelevant to them because share prices are only vaguely related to the profits that these executives are being paid to produce and from which your dividends are paid. In 2008 and 2020, my portfolio shares fell by 50%. Why did I not panic? Because I live off my dividend payments. I am not forced to buy and sell stocks to pay my bills. During stock market gyrations, I am able to wait despite not having another source of income. It may take months or even two or three years, but the share prices come back. Your reliable dividends will keep arriving as long as you do not sell. As long as the stock score is over 50 and the dividend yield is over 5%, relax. You will notice as share prices drop that the dividend percentages will automatically increase because the amount of dividend money remains the same or higher while the share prices decrease. My portfolio hit a new record high on March 12, while most stock values were down. Why? Because financially strong, high-dividend stocks are defensive stocks. Investors start to buy them when their volatile high-tech stocks and other high-flying stocks collapse. Financially strong stocks have established customers. They have experienced executives and profits. Investors continue to buy them through the good times and the bad. Real estate investment trusts 
also survive because I know from my days of running a collection agency that rents are always paid first before other suppliers. Businesses cannot survive without a needed physical location to operate from. Bank loans are also paid because the bank is fully secured and can take over a defaulting company. The reason I recommend 20 financially strong stocks is that no one can accurately predict the future. In that 20, there may be one or two who deviate from their historical patterns, but their deviation will hardly be noticed when you look at the portfolio of 20 stocks as a single investment unit. It takes a while to adjust from the brainwashing of speculative investing that you must constantly be trying to profit from buying low and then selling high to gain a profit to live on. Trying to time buying at the stock market's lowest possible price is just about impossible. I understand 90% of speculators lose money in the stock market. If you buy your financially strong, high-dividend stocks without any intention of ever selling them, worrying about whether you should have waited for them to drop to a lower price seems rather irrelevant, considering the number of years that you expect to hold these stocks. In five years, you will likely look back at the prices today and see the stock price have doubled. You will be living off your dividend income, which should rise faster than inflation. I have shares in five banks that I bought more than 10 years ago. I thought they were highly priced when I bought them. Most have more than doubled their share price, and those old prices now look like bargains. Even in the 2020 market crash, when these bank shares dropped by almost half, I was still far above what I originally paid for them. We have had low interest rates for a long time. I think we are going to see much higher interest rates and higher inflation. The bank stocks will split their shares because they will be able to attract more investors at a lower price. Question number two. As a new investor, what is the best way to invest in new tech stocks and inventions? If you are interested in new tech stocks and inventions, then you are approaching investing as a speculator. Usually, speculators think that they can spot a diamond in the rough that they will buy for a very low price and become rich when it soars mightily in price. Unfortunately, such diamonds in the rough are cheap because they have no profits, they have not established a large customer base, they have an inexperienced management team, and so on. The odds of you ever making money are slim. If you want to see your portfolio grow mightily over several decades, invest in financially strong companies paying high dividends. Dividends are derived from the revenue 
and expense decisions made by the executives of a company that result in profits. From profits come dividends. You can easily see established patterns of ever-increasing share prices and dividend payments going back for decades. These patterns are 95% destined to be repeated for years to come. Diversity is also important. For diversity, you identify the 20 financially strongest, best dividend pairs and sort them by score. You invest in the strongest one first and keep adding them in descending order of sequence to your portfolio. Question number three. On an investment risk tolerance scale, where would you place yourself? Inquiring about a risk tolerance scale, I think, implies that all investors must be speculators. Not all investors are speculators. After losing $300,000 in mutual funds that a financial advisor had put my life savings into, I set out to learn how to invest safely what was left as a self-directed investor. I learned the safest thing to do was to invest in 20 financially strong companies paying high dividends. I built stock scoring software to help me pick the best stocks and manage my portfolio. That was 18 years ago. Since then, my portfolio has grown by 500%, will provide me with an ever-growing annual six-digit income. Only if stock scores drop below 50, while at the same time the dividend yield percent drops below 5%, do I consider making changes in the portfolio. I can go for a year without making a change to it. Reducing the stocks in your portfolio down to the objective, logical numbers removes the emotion and the impulsive risk decisions from a risk-tolerant scale. Why has this approach worked? It has worked because optimistic and pessimistic speculators only control share prices. It is the management of a company whose decisions impact revenues and expenses, which result in profits. From profits come dividends. Dividends are 95% predictable, and this can easily be confirmed by looking at historical records of share prices and dividend payouts that go back for decades. Investing in financially strong, profitable stocks paying Dividends works. Question number four. Is it better talking to a professional or asking family and friends when making important financial decisions? There are professionals and there are professionals. What qualifies someone to be classified as a professional? 
Are you going to ask them for references before you engage them? Or will you be too intimidated to question their professionalism? Will they be able to clearly communicate with you at your level so that you can comprehend whatever solution they are proposing? If the money involves warrants, you should speak at least to three professionals. Hopefully, they will provide the same solution. But don't be surprised if they give you conflicting solutions. It will still be up to you to decide which path they have proposed that you should go down. At that point, you should discuss what you have learned with trusted family and friends because if you can explain the problems and the solutions to them, it means you understand your options. Their input would help you see the best solution. Question number five. Why are wealthy stock investors usually value investors? Someone who is wealthy is not motivated by a desire to quickly become rich. They are already rich. Thus, they have no motivation to speculate on risky, long-shot investments to acquire sudden great riches. Their motivation is to retain their wealth they have already accumulated. They know how hard it was to acquire their wealth, and they are quite content in watching their wealth grow in a measured way. They invest only after a very careful consideration of all risks. They are generally content with their current lifestyle, but recognize to maintain it, they do need to realize enough of a gain from their investments to keep them ahead of inflation, which in average over the last 100 years runs about 3.5%. Most who have wealth soon recognize that more money is not going to dramatically enhance their lifestyle nor do they have any insecurity that motivates them to flaunt their wealth. They recognize that at the end of the game, both the king and the pawn go in the same box. There are some wealthy exceptions. They see the accumulation of other more wealth as a game. They really do want to be seen as the richest person in any room, and they love that game. The amount accumulated affirms they are winners. You would wonder what is missing from their lives that can never allow them to be content. They too are not speculators and pride themselves in never making an investment mistake. We now continue reading from chapter 3 of the American High Dividend Handbook. From the top half of the overview page, you need to click on the Analyst Selector. It brings up a chart like the one that follows. Most stocks are not being followed by analysts, so often no recommendations will appear. However, when a buy or a strong buy recommendation appears, it can be an indicator that the share price will increase. 
Why? Because a number of buy recommendations do influence some investors. Thus, the buy recommendations are important enough to be included as an element in the stock scoring software. How buy and strong buy recommendations are reported can vary from one data supplier to another. Consistent comparison purposes require that it is important that you settle on one data provider for your information that you load into your scoring software. I had to create a definition of a strong buy after TD Direct Investing changed how it reported strong buys. Thus, if an analyst recommends a buy and gives a projected share price 50% higher than the current share price, this became, by my definition, a strong buy. You will rarely see such recommendations high enough to be strong buys. In addition to buy recommendations, you can also see hold and sell recommendations. It is rare to see a sell recommendation, especially for a high dividend paying stock. Thus, sells and holds were ignored in the stock soaring because the software was designed to identify stocks whose share prices were going to climb, not shrink. How accurate are these buy recommendations? Their accuracy is questionable. I am more interested in the influence they have on investors to buy a stock. Increased buying often translate into an increasing share price. There are two objectives in buying financially strong high-dividend stocks. Income is one, and the second is capital gain. You want to realize both. The final item from the top half of the overview page is the volume. This is the number of shares being traded that day. The more shares traded, the more stable and established the company is, and the greater its attraction to investors. A company with fewer than 5,000 shares being traded daily will see rapid fluctuations up and down in their share price. Few investors are interested in their shares. Buyers must keep raising their bid price for the stocks until finally the few owners of the stock are enticed to sell. Sellers are faced with the same problem in reverse. They must keep dropping the price until a buyer is enticed. On stocks trading a million or more shares in a day, you will see the share price usually fluctuating by only a few cents in a day. Large numbers of buyers and sellers offset each other's bid prices. Usually, the greater the trader volume, the more stable and stronger the stock. Occasionally, remarkable positive news or negative news can cause sudden high volumes of stock trades. The chance of such an occurrence is a motivator to keep abreast of business news every day. However, once you are invested in the stock market, you will probably find that business news becomes captivating. In a market crash, it is amazing how quickly stocks can decline. Speculators 
especially those who have bought stocks on margin, are quick to liquidate their holdings. A market crash is the ideal time for dividend investors to buy at bargain prices, financially strong, high-dividend-paying companies. Companies who have paid ever-increasing high dividends for decades. A share price and a company's profits are only remotely related. A crash is not the time for you to sell your financially strong, paying high-dividend stocks. A crash is when you live off your dividend income and wait for your portfolio's share values to again reach new heights as it is inevitably will. This will be all for today. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.